0: before we get into today's episode i just want to talk about being a working mom for a moment before the pandemic hit i was honestly struggling to juggle it all getting up getting ready getting milo up getting him ready getting both of us out the door rushing to daycare leaving him in the uncertain care of a stranger then sitting in the stresses of rush hour traffic paying for parking in the garage of my downtown high-rise office skipping lunch and then leaving early just to be able to pick him up from daycare on time. Corporate finance didn't match me as a solo parent, and that's why I chose to build my own home bookkeeping business. You might not be in the exact same situation, but whatever your need for flexibility is, I created the Home Bookkeeper Masterclass just for that, Professional and Lifestyle Flexibility. My course is now for a limited time being offered for only ninety nine dollars in this course, I share everything i 've learned about building and scaling my very own remote home bookkeeping practice. Enroll now at edjconsultinggroup dot com under resources.
1: We're back with another episode of Mommy Wines with your favorite wine mom, Emma Dawn. Tune in while she shares her motherhood experiences, introduces you to motivational and empowering special guests, and sips away your sins in the Mommy Wines confessional. Mom life can sometimes get lonely and overwhelming, so she created this relatable, inclusive, and supportive space for us to be ourselves. Let loose, enjoy a glass of wine, and laugh. Get ready for today's episode. Here's Emma.
0: Hello, 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 Wine Moms, and welcome back to another episode of the Mummy Wines podcast. I am, of course, your host, Emma Dawn, and in today's episode, I am speaking with career guru, Misha Rubin. He is the founder of thecareerleap.com, along with the creator of The Career Leap Method. He teaches you how to discover a meaningful and fulfilling career that you're going to love. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Here's Misha. Hi, Emma. Hi, how are you?
1: Can you hear me well?
0: I can. It sounds perfect. Awesome. How are you? I'm excited to ch- to chat with you today.
1: Yes, me too. I'm doing really well. Thank you.
0: And how do you pronounce your name? Is it Misha?
1: Yeah, Misha. Perfect. You got and
0: it. That must be some sort of, is that Eastern European?
1: Yeah, I'm from Ukraine. I was born and grew up in Ukraine.
0: Oh, see, that's why I got the pronunciation, because when I was back home in Cleveland, I lived in a tiny little neighborhood called Ukrainian Village, and it was just a bunch of Ukrainians, like pierogies and sour cream and all the good stuff.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you're all versed in my background then, and then then we'll get along just fine.
0: (laughs) I must must be, I must have picked something up. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's like a bug you know then you love pierogies and all type of weird eastern european food like sauerkraut and pickled beets and who knows what
0: pierogies i I used to have a nanny growing up and pierogies were the first thing that i learned how to cook uh because she taught me and then it's oh. the first thing i taught my son how to cook because it's easy for a toddler um.
1: <laughs> did you actually make it or just, or you, or the frozen one, or you actually learned to make them?
0: No, I'm, we made them. We made the dough and the mashed potatoes and the cheese oh, yeah. For, okay, and the bacon good. bits and everything. We put oh. it inside.
1: Okay. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting hungry now.
0: All right. Well, we will transition right into, well, I guess career transitions.
1: Yes. Let's do career transitions.
0: So that's kind of your specialty is and tell me a little bit more about Career Leap.
1: Okay, so I spent um, over 20 years in corporate career. And the last 15, I was a partner in a big four management consulting firm. And then throughout my personal career, I was always in this inquiry how come I don't experience this meaning and fulfillment in my career that I really want to. So I tried it all, you know, I tried changing jobs every two years. I tried taking a year off and going like I spent, I spent a year in in Madrid, you know, thinking that I'll figure out my passion (laughs) in quotation marks. I tried working for a company for 15 years. So with my last Company. I actually spent a long time and I got a taste of what it is to be successful and, you know, make more money than I could ever imagined as, as an immigrant coming into the United States and have um, respect and acknowledgement from the world about that, right? And then I also try to complement my job with internal initiatives around inclusiveness and work-life balance and mentorship, you know, so I try to find meaningful things. And then I also try to do things outside of my work, you know, I recorded a music album. I'm on a board of charity. I'm passionate about children causes. So I tried it all and I still felt like I didn't have an answer. Oh
0: my gosh. You sound um, like me right now. I've tried it all. Yeah. And I'm just starting to fall into it think where I'm supposed to be but that sounds very similar except for I didn't create a music album I just ran away to Las
1: Vegas. (laughs) Well you're doing your podcast you're doing your own things you know everybody has their journey right so and I remember there was one moment when I was sitting in a meeting room like a real one not (laughs) not uh, a zoom Zoom. but a real meeting room (laughs) before quarantine you know with walls and whiteboards and Colorful markers, where people were putting bullets there, and, <laughs> and at that time, I was uh, fifteen years with my company. It was my fifth year being a partner, and I kind of kind of got a lot of things that I really wanted you know had checked a lot of barks and I felt that I am this competent, unfulfilled professional, educated enough, good at what they do enough, successful enough, but not fulfilled at my job. And I was sitting in that meeting and we were discussing the next service offering to our clients, which are majorly large banks. And I, people were talking, different opinions were, show, you know, spoken. And then I heard myself talk in my work voice. And I was saying something serious and important, like rah, rah, rah. And then I heard my little, like very quiet voice that told me very clearly it says, you know, this is not aligned with who you are anymore. You're not going to do this anymore. And that was a very scary moment for me because at that time, you know, I'm a breadwinner in my family. I didn't have a clear idea about what I would be doing. I didn't know that in six months from that moment, I will come up with the career leap. So that's how I'm leading you to career leap story. When you asked me about that, that I'll be, I'll start teaching people and that I'll be in this podcast with you. I didn't know any of that. Right. So it was a moment of truth, but it was like a scary one. And I knew that I am confronting my career mediocrity that I'm not, it's just not going to be like that. And then, you know, I explored a bunch of business ideas, but then one morning I woke up and I I really, you know, I did a lot of self-study. I did, I worked with a lot of teachers. I did a lot of introspection. I read a lot of books. I meditated, you know, like you name it, I did it. So one morning I woke up and I had the answer, you know, I knew exactly why I wasn't fulfilled. I had language for it. And I knew that I could teach people. So since then, you know, I I I started working with with people and um yeah so that was my big career leap my personal one <laughs> right and then I I also started helping others with their career leaps
0: see I I feel like my audience is a lot like me where they really like to hear like the background or the the history or story behind something so You mentioned teaching people. What do you do over at Career Leap? I know it's a lot about career transitions and finding a passion, but what do you guys do over there?
1: Yeah, So so my methodology, so the Career Leap method has four pillars. So the first pillars, we all have disempowering beliefs. Those beliefs come, they could be about ourselves, or like I am not lucky and I'm not educated enough or I am too old or I am a mother or you know or I haven't been in workforce for a long time. So there could be there could be beliefs rel- related to what we cannot have, like I will never make enough money or I will never be able to accomplish that. And then there are beliefs about them. They will never pay me enough or they will never Accommodate my needs. So there's all these beliefs that kind of in the way of us even thinking clearly about who we are and what we want. So, one thing I work with people, I turn them into masters to identify, deconstruct these disempowering beliefs and create new contexts instead of that. So, that's one pillar. The second pillar is what I call everybody has their unique career criteria. So one of the reasons that people don't know, like, what do I do? How do I even start looking for that meaningful, fulfilling job that I want? Because they don't have a clear criteria. They're really like, like, where do you even? And that's something that we just not taught You know, we taught so many things, you know, I wish we were taught something that we can actually apply in our life that will make our life better.
0: Oh, trust me, I'm a bookkeeper. So I I wish that every (laughs) single day. I'm like, why does nobody know anything about taxes? Why are you not keeping receipts? Why are people teaching you this? (laughs) But I guess that's why I have a job.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, could be. But unique career criteria, this is where we go into a deep inquiry about oneself, you know, just knowing oneself. What are your, what I call career values? And our career values actually something that, like a compass that guides our sense of meaning and fulfillment. So the premise of my method is where you work should be aligned with your values, and what you do should be aligned with your strengths. So part of this. The, the unique career criteria, you discover your career values, you discover your strengths, you discover what motivates you, how you interact with others, what are your not negotiables what are other considerations that you use. And suddenly you have a criteria. Now you can look at industries or organizations and leaders and evaluate them and say, are they aligned with my values? Is this career, would it be aligned with my strengths? So a lot of people start their career search with their skills and experience. And that's why they end up in a, in a trap because we invest into a skill and then the more we do this thing the more you know we know we more about we know about it so the more we think we should be doing more of that and if that doesn't bring us a sense of meaning and fulfillment most likely it won't right so so that's kind of that trap so i usually say that skills like close you know they get out of fashion and they get worn out <laughs> and if you really need new clothes you go to a story so the same thing with skills of business, especially in this new world that we're living everything all the skills get outdated but they But our, our experiences actually are much more transferable that we give them credit to so experiences are the point but that's basically what I do in the unique um, career criteria where you get to know who you are and you get to apply it in the world to, we come up with a career leap map with a list of ideas about where and what you could be doing. And this is so exciting because people come up with unimaginable for them ideas. It's just really exciting. And some ideas that they maybe had, but they were buried and they were like, they really didn't know what to do with that. They become alive. So that's very exciting. And that they choose what it is they want to do. So the third pillar of my method. So now you know who you are. Right now you dismantled, or you know how to dismantle your disempowering belief and you know where you want to go. So now the question, how do you present yourself to the world? How do you communicate about yourself? And I teach people to communicate in authentic, relevant and transparent way. So from resume to we, they, you know, we learn how to write magic letters, which are the letters that represent really who you are and why you want to solve this particular problem with for this particular organization and then even how you talk about yourself to potential employers i actually my training starts with people start talking about themselves to their family to their friends because i want people to be related to as their values and strengths not as a story about what they did 5 years ago or an embarrassing fact about them but truly like what are their values what are their strengths so so that way of communication creates really a lot of openings and the fourth pillar is how you move into action and not just how to move it's really an intentional and impactful action so we're really targeting right people with right message with Right criteria. How do you negotiate with them? How do you evaluate opportunities that might be coming your way? So it's very pragmatic. It's very practical, but it also starts with a lot of awareness and people learning about themselves. And I usually say my mission is to fill the world with empowered, impactful humans. I right? love that. And I and I give a lot of tools in the career leap program how to do that. So you'll know how to dismantle your, your disempowering beliefs, you will know who you are, you will know how to communicate, you know, you'll know how to be in action, you can apply it pretty much anywhere in your life.
0: And with the change that the pandemic brought, how many people, I, I know I looked at a statistic the other day, and it said that there was close to a million women who had just completely just left the workforce what do you think these like transitions? Cause I know now even companies that I worked for back in the past, um, you worked with a lot of banks and I used to work with a lot of banks. Um, they're kind of easing up on the remote work kind of thing. Normally it used to be, you had to go to your cubicle or your office and sit there from nine to five, chained to your desk, do not leave. <laughs> but now I feel like the pandemic kind of pushed so much more remote work on top of just the advances in technology, people are now able to be in careers or start companies or be self-employed or at least freelance when that option wasn't available so much before. So do you guys focus a lot on that? Like, are you guys kind of pivoting and transitioning with the technology?
1: So I, I, I love this topic. I think there hasn't been better time to be looking for your dream career your dream job. So one reason is what you said about pandemic and what it did. By the way, technology that we're using been there for decades.
0: Oh, definitely. <laughs> so it's really
1: the cultural, it's the <laughs> cultural shift that happened. We almost like, I think we made a 20 year progress, you know, in in a year that suddenly it's really wasn't about technology because technology was available. It's the cultural and social aspect of it that people said, oh, we can actually do it. And that now that everybody was forced to do it, right, even the organization or the leaders that were hesitant and resistant, they said, oh, it's actually possible. So I think there's a lot of conversation in the society, the future of it, whether it's sustainable, whether people should be in the office, shouldn't be. I think a lot of that will, but I I still think a lot of employment will not be in the office anymore. And some of it, some leaders organizations still decide. So I think one, people are not tied to their geographical locations. So now suddenly you not only have career opportunities, whatever, like today you can work on the other coast, you know, you can work in another country. You can literally, so that's, think about what that did to employment and opportunities that suddenly you're not limited. And I know that's especially, I work with a lot of mothers, right? So that's so important. For people in primary care role, uh, that being like, and I'm a primary caregiver also, so I'm I'm not a mother, but I.
0: Well, you're a parent. You still count.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But I'm, I'm, the, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about my parenting a little bit. But yeah, so one thing that happened is this extraordinary suddenly employment market open. So before that, where you were thinking like, how do I manage my computer? It could be only 30 minutes. Now suddenly the whole world is at your palm, right? But the second thing that's happening, this is time of change and time of change could be painful, right? So there is a lot of industries. That either shrinking or completely disappearing and a lot of careers that are changing. But at the same time, at the times of change, there's a lot of new businesses, there's a lot of new products, there's a lot of new services, there's a lot of new companies, there is a lot of new ideas coming. And this is the time to be looking for new careers. There'd never been better time.
0: Well, I know so many people Whether they took the time of staying at home as a reflection and they're like, you know what, maybe I'm not happy. Maybe this is a good time for me to try something new. Or if it's somebody that was forced to because their job had closed, there is so much transition. And I definitely, I get DMs and comments all the time uh, from my listeners and emails of them saying, you know, how do I do What you do, because I I have a home bookkeeping business and um, I have a a class that basically tells everybody what I did minus the mistakes (laughs) when (laughs) building and scaling. I'm like, so here's my class, (laughs) watch that. Um, I left out all of the mistakes I made and I'm sure it's more mistakes than not. Uh, (laughs) But I'm like, this is everything that I did. And I don't know, I just feel like there's, an overwhelm a little bit of opportunity because I yeah. remember using Zoom um for different locations when I was in uh financial institutions and we would have like a manager who was in our downtown headquarters and then all of the branches would have to tune in. And I'm like, I just I don't know, maybe I was just a forward thinker, but I remember I'm like, okay, I could really be doing my job from my couch. <laughs> or i 'm lazy i don't know, but the, you're right, like the technology has always been there we're just kind of i think that comfortable we're getting more comfortable with using it now
1: yeah, I think you're making another great point. I also don't think it's there' been ever easier time to start a business you know i oh, i don't yeah. can 't even imagine what it took to start a business twenty years ago. But right now, you have an idea. You can build a web page in an hour. <laughs> you can, you know, you can post it on so many places where somebody will see it. You know, I oh, literally yeah. started my business in a day. I, I had an idea. I created a web page and I posted on my personal Facebook, and three <laughs> people responded. You know, this is literally what happened. You know, it was <laughs> there is uh, so so. I think there there is no there there has never been a better time to start that. But I think the question is, so opportunities are a lot. The question is, how do you pick the right ones? Whether you want to to work for somebody, whether you want to start your own business, how do you know what's right for you? And this is what, what I'm claiming is that the reason that most people don't feel meaningful you know most of of uh people are not fulfilled their job and that's where we spend most of the time i think some of the stats i i i've heard like from gallup survey like 80 percent of people not don't experience that that sense of meaning and fulfillment so but the reason is that is not because people are not educated or because they're not skilled or the bad people. And there is none of that. It's just, we never been taught about how in, in a pragmatic, simple way to answer the question, what is that that would make, like, what are the, what is the criteria? How do I know? How do I measure it? So, so, and people end up in all types of the situations where, you know, one of the things that I talk about, is what I call an opportunity trap, you know, that we, a lot of people will relate to when you get a phone call from your ex boss or ex coworker, or maybe you're uh, a recruiter and they say, hey, here's an opportunity. You will make more money or you will have more responsibility or you, it will be closer to your home or you'll have more flexibility. So you'll have more of something. And it looks like on the surface that it's better that you have and then mm-hmm. if you if you do a few of those, you might still end up. How did I end up here? Why am I doing this? You're still not answering because opportunities are great, but if you don't have a great criteria to create them right? so you making choices that you don't know will are the right choices for you so that 's what I teach people. Know yourself so you can make right choices for you and you know and and My commitment is that people get tools for life, that it's not just a one-time program. What I'm teaching you, you can use for the rest of your life in evaluating opportunities and creating careers. We live at a time where most people are not going to have one career anymore. You know, that's the thing of the past.
0: Oh, multiple streams of income
1: multiple streams, or you might, your careers might be going away, or maybe your interests might be going away, or your life circumstances might change, you know, when you have, you know, the child, you know, so, so how do you continuously have this criteria that allows you to evaluate and create new opportunities for yourself? So.
0: Okay, Wine Moms, let's get serious, but just for a moment. For years, I have been dreaming up and working on putting together a nonprofit program to aid the youth aging out of the foster care system. Recently, I submitted this idea to the heads of the Department of Child and Family Services here in my state, and thankfully my program was approved. They saw an overwhelming need and the Sterling Lives program is now moving forward. But to make this a reality, we will need more than the little bit of government funding allocated for these youth. Most of these youth aging out will face homelessness, addiction, incarceration, or worse. At best, many continue the cycle of negativity by entering into criminal organizations and gangs, or abusive relationships that result in unwanted pregnancies, poverty, unsafe work trades, leading to even more children entering the foster care system, and families living off government welfare. To break these chains and end the cycle, the Sterling Lives program is dedicated to helping aged-out youth transition into healthy, productive adults, granting youth eco-friendly and affordable housing, safe work opportunities with flexible schedules to prioritize mental health, education, and job training, all while boosting America's rural economy with sustainable, environmentally focused tourism. Ways you can help are by snagging up some MWP merch, drinking One Hope wine, and donating directly at the Sterling Live's GoFundMe. All links are in the show notes below. Wine moms, I have a confession. Coffee is one of my major food groups. (laughs) Having my son home with me all year through a pandemic, expanding my home bookkeeping practice, EDJ Consulting Group, getting my nonprofit program, Sterling Lives, approved, beginning to homeschool, starting sports, getting roped into being a coach. It's honestly what keeps me going and retaining the little bit of sanity I have left. Coffee Over Cardio is my go-to lifesaver. It's owned and operated by female entrepreneur Abby Scott, and it's all carb-free, sugar-free, keto-friendly, and gluten-free. With super fun flavors like birthday cake, cinnamon bun, french toast vanilla hazelnut, my favorite, and so many more. You honestly can't go wrong. Coffee over cardio has all your coffee accessories like tumblers and frothers, creamers, and my must-have hydrate. You can add to coffee or water, upping the flavor and hydration with electrolytes. Abby is seriously a genius. Get 10% off, when you use my code 10EMMADON and free shipping on orders over 85. Once again, that's code 10EMMADON and the link is in the show notes below. So interesting. I know I've been through personally just so many career transitions and throughout the 2020 and the pandemic, I know people have been posting in stories and sharing about their career transitions. And there's even a bunch of people that I've noticed um, are staying with a job, even though they might not be fulfilled, like you were saying, because of the pandemic. And now I'm kind of curious. I'm like, I kind of want to, I kind of wonder what the career world is going to look like when things start going back to Whatever normal is going to be in 2021. Because I feel like there's a big chunk of the workforce that has stayed in a position because they're no longer being, you know, over the shoulder micromanaged by their boss because they were forced to work remotely. But now I'm like, are they going to really stay in that position when they have to go back Mm -hmm. to the office? I'm like, there's been a lot of change during the pandemic, but what about post pandemic? Mm -hmm. Have any of your, um, have any of your clients or our students been concerned about post pandemic life
1: i that didn't come up as a specific concern i I think that p- pandemic made some big big changes that are not easily going away so i think um, i I think to me, that's not a concern what will happen. The world will keep changing. The world will keep evolving. And I think what people need to have that knowledge of, the, of themselves so that as the world changing, they can navigate it, but they need to have some principle and criteria to navigate it. So they know that they making good choices for themselves. Not like good, just I'm making more money, but good for their soul, good for their heart. Especially I find, you know, as a parent, I feel as parents, you know, we hold a, a additional responsibility. It's oh, not about the so way. <laughs> so, so when much. I say I, I want to fill the world with, um, empowered, impactful people, you know, what I mean is those people that know who they are, that know how to communicate powerfully, that do the work that's aligned with their values, that, Actually, create a great example for their kids, because the interesting thing as as a parent, you know, I, I have three children, um, so I've been very in parenting, especially with pandemic. Oh my God, you know, I'm <laughs> work from home parent, so I, I experienced all the horrors of of parenting in the past year. But as parents, what kids don't listen to what we say clearly, right? As parents, no. we know that. No. But they inherit the blueprint of living based on how we live our life. So we actually, so if we are tolerating jobs that are not fulfilling, if we tolerating like mediocrity, if we tolerating okayness, this kind of this survival for paycheck, that's the, what we're teaching them, you know, and that's, to me, that's what horrendous, (laughs) you know, because that they, do you want your child to have this job? or they have this experience of the job that you're having. That's what we teach them, um, whether we like it or not.
0: I feel like that is such a bold statement. I feel like when I was living in Salt Lake, I was waking up super early every morning, getting my kid up, getting us both ready and out the door, rushing him to daycare, and then sitting in that awful rush hour traffic to go down to a corporate high rise downtown. And it was just, I would just sit in traffic every day. And I'm like, this is not what I want to be doing. like, this is not what I Mm. want to be doing. And I continued doing it because I'm a solo parent. So it's just me and my son. And I'm like, okay, well, I have to do it. This is what I have to do. But when you put it in the words of, is this how you would want your children to feel going to work? Or is this how you want them to feel like, they're deserved in the workforce I'm like that I bet that just put a lot of things into perspective for some people because that was a that was a little bit of a powerful statement
1: (laughs) yeah I know because I actually work with with, you know so one thing I want to tell you a little bit about myself so your audience can relate to me like I know I'm not a traditional mom but (laughs) my husband and I adopted three kids right so we kind of don't have a mom on premises all the time. So (laughs) I fulfill, we both fulfill on that, but now as a parent that works from home. uh, So as a parent, as a primary caregiver, this is what I know. I know what it was like when my twins were born and we, we, we adopted all of our three kids. I know what it was to stay with them for three months. And then go back to corporate and and oh. you know what that 's the thing that was torturous for me is knowing that I have to go back and that was the thing that was spoiling kind <laughs> of that joy of being with them. so I know that firsthand I know like when we adopted our son, he was five years old, and what and though my company that I worked for was very supportive and liberal. Their view of um, how parents should be spending time with a child, that they should be spending the whole day with a child, mm. which is true when you have a newborn,
0: oh, but when yeah. you adopt a
1: five-year-old and what they need to integrate in school, my need was, I really needed half days, you know, <laughs> because I needed to spend more time with him after school. So he transitions into our family better. So just, that's such a unique need. And then, and then some of the policies that organizations have, even great ones, really don't take everything into account what parents need. And then with pandemic, then you know, everything, what it is to have all your kids on, you know, on remote learning and the price <laughs> that while Jeez. you're trying to do things. And now that my kids are at school, I'm still. Kind of at mercy of a phone call. Oh, your child has a headache, right? Go pick them up, and now that means you need to to go to a doctor, because with COVID, there's all these suddenly. It's not just oh, a headache. Yeah. Now you need to create a doctor's appointment, and oh my god! So, all this part of par- parenting. All I know is that to be a primary caregiver, it's really a lot. It's like multiple jobs at once, and. Then what happens, and I also work with a lot of moms. Then, you know, people sacrifice their careers, right? To be available to their children, to support their spouses, to do whatever it takes. You know, it's complicated life.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: And then there is a point, this is what I found, that there is a point where either kids get a little bit older or circumstances change. And then that person thinks, okay, I think it's my time now, right? And then just from that thought, what would it take to make a leap for that person that dedicated a lot of their effort for everybody else, but not themselves? (laughs) And how that person can change conversation in their family about their needs, about their dreams, about their aspirations, about them wanting to do something amazing in the world. That's actually take something. So one of the things that I found that's number one thing, and it became one of my ground rules in my program, you need to have, so if for any big change that you want to have in your life, you want to make sure that your spouse or all other important people in your life, that they are on your side, that you first thing you wanna do is to turn them into your supporters because if they don't, it will be very hard to make this change if you don't have that.
0: Definitely. Yeah. You gotta, that's probably why I'm single. <laughs> I'm like, I forget about other people's feelings.
1: <laughs> so Emma, I would love you to have on my podcast. So I am creating, but I'm in the baby. I'm literally in conception.
0: Phase. Oh, yeah. I'm creating
1: the career rebels podcast. And one of the things I, so when people come to me and say, but this is not possible, This these are my circumstances, but what about this? I want them to point and say, no, no, go listen to that podcast. It's absolutely <laughs> possible. So you're a great example that you are a single mom and you turn around your career. And so to me, you are the role model of how oh, it should no. be done. And I, I would love <laughs> I would love you to be on my podcast.
0: <laughs> oh, only if we can drink wine.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. You're in.
0: <laughs> well, one of the things I do on this show to kind of make it a little casual, a little lighthearted, is were you prepared for a confession?
1: Yes. <laughs> it's a horrible one. Oh. I, I, I really came up with something that I'm really ashamed of.
0: Oh my goodness. Okay, well, I will sip away your sins. <laughs> we need to take a short break to talk about my favorite wine company that gives back, and that's One Hope. I'm proud to say and celebrate that One Hope Wine has reached over $6 million in donations. That's crazy. One Hope's award-winning wines are made by some of the most acclaimed winemakers in the industry. Blending traditional winemaking methods with modern techniques, each exquisite bottle becomes a catalyst for change. One Hope's commitment to high-quality wine is as important as their commitment to the causes they support. Through the sale of every bottle, One Hope has donated over six million to impactful causes around the world. They have built a school in Guatemala, funded over 19,000 days of clinical trials for breast cancer research, planted a forest in Indonesia, provided over three million meals for children in need, and found over 80,000 pets forever homes. If you're going to sip then sip with purpose. They even just released the new tasting flights, mini bottles for you to have your own wine tasting right at home. Shop, ship, sip, One Hope at onehopewines.com backslash my shop backslash mommy wines. Link is in the show notes below.
1: Okay, so this is my confession. So I know that pandemic has been difficult for everybody, but I really got to this point where I questioned whether I'm fit to be a parent. Oh, I, I think really everybody does. Like, <laughs> but 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 never to that extent. I really was like, I don't think I'm I I can do this. I literally got to that point, and I'm ashamed <laughs> to admit it. But to me, that's my biggest confession. Is like. Can I do this i don't think I can do this. please somebody get me out of here.
0: <laughs> I had a woman confess to me on the show and say that she went and spent the night at a hotel. She left her kids and her husband and just went and stayed a night at a hotel and I was like, "You know what? Like I kind of love that because with the pandemic, uh I know just personally with the pandemic, we move states. We no longer live in Utah. We live in Nevada now. Um, I quit my job and took my company uh, full-time, remote, working for myself full-time now. We decided to homeschool because my kid is never going to potty train. I'm going to send him to college with Uh, (laughs) pull-ups. And we're doing all of this. And I was like, I think I might have reached my limit finally. I've always been the kind of person who's always been like running after another job or a promotion or working my way up a corporate ladder. But it was this year is when I was like, I really think I hit a limit. (laughs) And I was like, I was thinking about it. And I was like, can I do like any of this? I'm like, maybe I should run away to a hotel for the night. But I, I, you know, I love that confession because I feel like it's very relatable because if you watch reels on Instagram, then, you know, that you're not the only one who has questioned if they
1: hmm.
0: are just ready for pandemic parenting.
1: <laughs> so I, this is what I did. So I, I, I took also two days. I went away, but honestly, that like it did make me feel good for two days, but then you come back to the same thing. <laughs> so, but there are a few things that helped me. I um, I wrote this letter to my children that I had to burn. It wasn't to show them, but it really, truly really expressed how I felt Aww. about them and what happened. And it, actually, it was such a relief just to express what was there and that everything that you know, that accumulated for this year in my heart. This is not a letter for them. It was to them. It was, somebody taught me, it's like a mini tantrum that you allow yourself to have without impact on others, right? I burned it in the fireplace. (laughs) And then I did look for, I found this great um, parenting course that actually I've been implementing these things. And I think that helped me to get out of my parenting drama, (laughs)
0: I feel like I've had the same struggle with my son's dad and I feel like parenting is something that is just a continuous adjustment like like careers yes. you know I yeah. feel like you need to adjust as you go on because it's one of those things where as soon as you get comfortable in one phase yeah they change it and move on to something else.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I call it a puzzle. It's, it's, a, it's like, a, a, a ten, yeah, like a 10 dimensional puzzle that changes as you're trying to solve it, <laughs> right? As soon as you're like, I think I found that piece that goes in. Like, no, no, it's all different now.
0: <laughs> it's exactly, that's what it's like. And I'm like, so you're never comfortable, probably the rest of your life. <laughs>
1: you yes. might have a
0: day of like, oh, that was easy. And the next day, who knows? You might be putting out little fires. <laughs> yes. Maybe literally, depending that. on how reckless your kids are, because my son <laughs> has a tendency to catch things on fire. But <laughs> <laughs> so my little fires I'm putting out are literal. Hopefully yours are not.
1: <laughs> well, we're putting out a lot of other things.
0: <laughs> Definitely. Well, I loved our conversation. Um, Share with everybody where they can find you online and on social media.
1: Awesome. So you can go to MishaRubin.com. You will get a a view of several of my different programs because I work with professionals on their career leap. I also work with leaders. So leaders, those people that either grew out of the mission of their organization or they grew out of their role and they're looking for something Next. So it could be a little it's a little bit different process. And I also work with CEOs. My program is called the Legacy Leap. So if somebody really wants to bring their vision to their organization, it's nice. That could be at mishiruben.com or you can go to the and that's where you can read about the career leap method, all the different facets of it, and how you can participate with me.
0: Awesome. Well, I loved having you as a guest. I feel like there are so many women who in and- Actually, there's a like a very small percentage of men who listen to my show. And I'm like, wow, I love that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but I just feel like the whole career transition and how many people and mothers have left the workforce this year. I feel like this is just a really good episode for them to listen to. So thank you so much.
1: No, you're welcome. I really like want to leave people that we're living in these times that you should take advantage of it's who knows, I, you know, think we'll stabilize, but at the time of change, it's a great time to make a change because opportunities are really amazing. And can I tell you, there's also a lot of um, women run businesses. Women have bigger role in organizations right now. So I think there is much more understanding for specific needs and, and issues. And so I, I think we're living in a better time from that perspective than ever, even oh. though there is a lot of work to be done, but we need to appreciate also what we have.
0: Yes, definitely. And I can't wait to be on your show. I'm so excited for your new podcast awesome. to come
1: out.
0: And tell oh, everybody awesome. what that was called again.
1: So it, so it's not out yet. You know, I'm, I'm recording episodes, but it's not officially out. So it's called The Career Rebels.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: So the career rebel is somebody who is confronting their career mediocrity. Like what you did this year, as you said, I got fed up. I said, no more. I'm not going to do this. That's that's what I call a career rebel.
0: Ooh, I feel sassy now.
1: Yeah, you should.
0: <laughs> I'm a rebel.
1: But can I tell you, Emma, it's a big deal because this is what I think it's hard for you to see in your own journey. You just did things or whatever the next thing and the next thought or whatever the next action you did. So you maybe don't have a view that I have of what it takes or what courage it takes, especially if you are a solo mom. So I, I really acknowledge you. It's really, I find it extraordinary. And, and the reason that I want you to be on my show is that, that you are setting example for people that it's possible because that's what they are really looking for. They actually don't even need, my, my advice is secondary. The first thing they need to understand that it's possible. And they're willing to confront it. And if they are in that place, then, you know, there is, if not me, there are other teachers or there are other people that could help them. But the most important thing is for people to wake up to the fact it's possible. And it's now, it's really now. So thank you for having your career rebellion.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you for acknowledging it. As a solo parent, I don't really get a ton of acknowledgement. So I take it any chance Mm. I get.
1: No, it's amazing. So you have my respect and my appreciation for that.
0: Oh, thank you so much. Well, I will stay in touch and let you know when this episode is going live.
1: Awesome. I'm very excited. Thank you for inviting me. In any way I can be of help to you, I'll be happy to do that.
0: As many of you know, finance is my profession. When I'm not here laughing, sipping, and chatting with all of you. I have over a decade of financial industry experience and financial wellness is such a passion of mine. Like many things in the world, finances tend to look a little differently for women, even in today's generation. Webull has simplified the stock market and investing game with an easy to navigate zero commission platform that has free real-time quotes, multi-platform accessibility, 24 seven online help, and extended trading hours. If you're looking to increase your financial portfolio and set up your retirement IRA and start investing in yourself, click the link in the show notes below to receive two free stocks on me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mommy Wines podcast. Make sure to leave a rating and review. And don't forget, if you're listening on YouTube, to give this video a big thumbs up and make sure to subscribe. And feel free to share this episode with your friends. Be like, hey girl, just listen to this super awesome and relatable podcast from Mommy Wines. Here's the link to the episode. Have fun. You know. And to support the show and keep it growing, snag some MWP merchandise available at themommywines.com. You can also find all of my wine gadgets and my favorites right there under the shop page. For even more tipsy content, follow Mommy Wines Podcast on Instagram. On IG, I go live with real wine industry professionals. I try new sips, connect with all of you wine moms, and share some pretty funny memes, if I do say so myself. All sponsor info and links will be available in the details below. So until next Wine Wednesday, mamas, parent and drink responsibly.